Hi everybody, this is Joe Targove from the Music Mission down in beautiful St. Augustine, Florida. Hi, I'm Amelia Connors, and I'm so excited to be co-hosting with Joe, and I'm so excited to meet our guests. We're here today to share another episode of our podcast called Tell His Stories, Talents and Testimonies from People of All Ages. Enjoy our show. This is Amelia Connors and Joe Targrove. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Tell His Stories, Talents, and Testimonies from People of All Ages. Amelia, you jumped in there and you said, I, before I did, I love that. You are <laughs> gaining confidence every single day as my podcast assistant. And um, let's talk a little bit before we mention our guests tonight, which are a whole bunch. Our studio is filled with amazing people, and I'm excited because they are all ages. But you are uh, the proud aunt of yes. a beautiful little girl who is a month and a half old? Yes, I believe. Yeah, so tell us her name. Her name is Braylon. Oh, how beautiful. And I've seen her. She is absolutely adorable. And uh, she's been in the studio during your singing lessons. And we crank the music up pretty loud. And she just sleeps right through it. So that's good for her because she needs to be around some noise. But what do you love about having this little girl in your life? I love having her around like whenever I get to hold her and stuff, whenever my mom's not holding her. But um, <laughs> she, I just love having her around. Yeah, that's amazing for you. And uh, she's going to look up to you as a role model, um, probably as much as her own parents in a way, because kids always tend to follow the older kids. So good for you for that. And is she doing anything uh, besides sleeping? Um, she pukes in my face a bunch. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> she yeah, cries. Yeah, that's what they do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep, but that's all part of the fun. Yep. Yep, good for you. Well, um, we are going to chat with our guests today. We have uh, about 10 people in the studio to get to tonight, but they are all connected to the BizKids Foundation. And we are here today with, uh, oh, wait, I have an applause button there. Is it on? Yeah. So we are here in the studio with uh, Kimberly and Kendra, who are the founders of this amazing organization. How are you guys tonight? Hey, we're doing fantastic. Good. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. So glad that you're here and actually so glad to be uh, partnering with you on some level with the Music Mission because your energy level, your professionalism and personality wise is just such a delight to be around and uh, seeing your enthusiasm for helping kids is something that I can really resonate with and uh, makes me want to help you in any possible way that I can. So we have a good thing going here and the two of you are quite funny because you're very different in many ways. As I get to know you more, the personalities are so different, but you each bring something amazing to the table that when you combine it together, makes for an amazing organization. So tell us a little bit about uh, how this wonderful organization came to be, how you got to become a not-for-profit, all right. Well, I will start. So mm -hmm. I'm actually an older youth entrepreneur. When I was six, my mom used to do craft shows and she let me start making these little vases. And I started selling them at shows with her and traveling around. I'm from New Mexico originally, and we would do like two or three shows a year. And I started making all this little extra money as a six-year-old. And that because of those experiences, I was able to parlay that into my career, and I actually retired when I was 40. Good for 
So it was because of my mom and, you know, what she showed me. And it also helped me to learn math and people skills and everything that I was going to need to gain the success that I did. So anyway, with that, we... I have two daughters and I always make them pay for half of their camps or some of their extracurricular activities. So I've always had them do crafts or anything that they're interested in so that they could start to gain the knowledge of, you know, being in business for themselves. So when I met Kimberly, we had talked about pairing up and doing something for kids. And so with the help of my daughters, we started a foundation and they're actually on the board. Uh, We have a board run by kids and it just gave us the idea that there's so many kids out there that want to do something or create or have all these skills, but they're just not sure what to do with it. So we've started a foundation to help them and we do a monthly market where they can sell their wares, but we're also holding monthly classes where I'll let you talk about the classes. Sure. Um, So we have, um, what we'd like to do is um, these monthly classes where we bring in um, not only our own, um, you know, the people that we already, uh, that are already involved in our group, but we bring in entrepreneurs and business owners and people within our community because uh, we're really lucky here in St. Augustine, Florida, that we have some really incredible minds and creative people and entrepreneurs galore. So we're bringing in our, our local talent to um, teach these classes. And I, and I almost hate to call it a class because it's going to be, you know, and they're way more fun than just a class because the kids will learn all the skills. Um, and it's not just entrepreneur because there's a lot of other skills that they can learn um, anywhere from you know, just learning where you can go with what you learn, how to, um, you know, and all the character things that you can right. learn. Building self-confidence is Correct. a huge one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and because the, the kids are, are we're, you know, the good thing is we're getting them off their tablets and, you know, the technology. Because um, for one thing in our market that we do is they have to interact with the public because our kids are, acting just like if you go to a regular farmer's market or any other market where you have artisans and local creatives selling their wares, um, our youth are doing the same thing. But they're actually one of our rules. The kids have to sell their products. Mom and dad can be sitting behind them, but Mm -hmm. it's actually the children need to set their booths up. They come up with a concept and then it's up to them to sell their items. I have bought from several of the kids who are in the studio because they have such amazing work and they sold it to me, which is great. Um, so yes, I think that's a wonderful thing. That well, you we really doing. appreciate yeah. you in communicating with them. It's so nice to have the shoppers that, you know, where they have to articulate and sell their products. And so big shout out to you, Joe, mm. for being so amazing with all these youth. Thank you. And um, I will tell everybody who's listening out there that, um, it does take a whole community to work together to help uh, raise up these children in this next generation up and coming and to be able to have strong women um, who are intelligent and know how to speak to children and goal-oriented as role models uh, is just such an absolutely wonderful thing. 
And Amelia, how do you feel about all this so far, jumping in? I think this is awesome. Like, I, I like to actually do something like this. Yeah, I think you would be amazing <laughs> would at be it because awesome. you have such great people skills We'd as love well. love to have you. <laughs> um, but, you know, the things that we're looking for in the job world, when people grow up and they get out of high school um, and they decide they want to go and work, they're looking for communication skills. They're looking for eye contact. They're looking for body language. They're looking for somebody who looks excited to actually walk into a room and apply for a job as opposed to, you know, hi, I'm, you know, looking for a job. You have anything open on Tuesdays? Because I'm with my friends on Wednesdays and my girlfriend's off on Thursday. Um, that's not what they're looking for. What they're looking for is somebody to walk in and as we say in New York, to own it, to take control, and to show them that by hiring this person, the business is going to do better. And I will tell you that um, at the markets that we've had so far, we go around and we ask the children, we want them to tell us how they came up with their idea, how they create what their merchandise is, and and. It is phenomenal. These kids will look you right in the eye and they will say, well, I used organic blah, blah, blah mm -hmm. to make this, you know, this soap. And, and um, it, it's incredible that they know all their products. And in fact, some of our kids actually have contracts with their parents and business um, plans. So they come, to, come up with a contract with their parent because they don't, maybe don't have the money and they have to figure out, oh, wait a minute, I need money for my materials to make what I want to sell. Mm -hmm. So the parents say, well, okay, you want to sell this? It's going to, let's figure out what are your costs. And so these kids are learning how to actually do a business plan. Mm -hmm. They're figuring out their costs. And then they say, well, it took me this much time to do it. What's my time worth? Mm -hmm. They're learning about that. And then um, coming up with their business plan with their parents. And we've had some kids that they also have goals. The parents said, well, you wanted to do that, that summer camp or you wanted to go to Disney. Well, that's going to cost this amount. So, and then you have to pay us back because mm -hmm. we gave you a business loan for those, right. for those materials. So the kids are actually learning how to do a real business plan, which is, I think one of the bigger things too is that this environment provides for kids, things that they're not learning in maybe the regular public school. They're not right. going to learn these like skills. youth economics. Absolutely. Which they don't get until right. what, high school, maybe? Never. And it's also Never. something that you have to, you can learn about it in school even, but you have to practice it. If you're not out there behind a table and a stranger walks up to you, it's one thing, you know, when your parent comes up to the booth and says, tell me about your booth, you know, and then you give your little spiel about it. But when a stranger does, I didn't buy anything from the market from anybody that didn't engage in conversation with me. Right, right. It's very important. I chatted up with uh, a few people and I was so engrossed in the conversation that I ended up buying more because I was so impressed with the way the kid was talking that I just wanted to support. So right. and think I about bought how things for friends or just extra things. Yeah, because they're not learning. I think, you know, and also we all know the problem with, with technology is is the social skills mm -hmm. and, and how to read cues I, I don't think they're they're learning that like we had to. Well, okay, I'm aging myself mm. right now. Another thing I think <laughs> with our foundation that is helping these youth is they're getting together with other youths that have the same youths. Do you hear that? Youths. Yes, youths. <laughs> youths. Two youths. They're getting together with other youths that have yes. the same goal-oriented minds. Yes. And they're able to work together and play off each mm. other and, you know, role play 
yes. in creating these mini businesses. Yes. And I think that's such an important aspect of entrepreneurship. Yes. And we had a young lady on the show um, about three weeks ago named Destiny. She's an 11 year old girl and Destiny said something that affected me a lot and kids in the audience listen to this. She said, show me your friends. I'll show you your future. So oh, true. And I learned very, very that true. from an 11 year old mm -hmm. girl and I've been thinking about that nonstop because if you associate yourself with people who are, you know, who are positive and they want to go do something good in their lives and they want to use their time for something valuable, um, you're going to, you're going to be setting yourself up for a future of being with those kinds of people, as opposed to getting people to drag you down. So have you heard the moldy fruit analogy. No, give it to that's us. what I always Go tell my it. girls. So if you have a moldy piece of fruit and you set it next to a perfect piece of fruit in less than a day, that perfect fruit is going to start to mold. Awesome. So you don't want to be around negativity and mold mm -hmm. and you want to be with another super pretty healthy fruit that, okay. you know, just wants to be happy and grow and yep. be positive. Yes. And I will go home and clean up my refrigerator. Now. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> I, <Jeff. have> <laughs> I, I did hear a rumor. Yes, it's all true. <laughs> But it's very, very true, and it's a great analogy as well. So uh, you guys just got your nonprofit status. We did. Congratulations. Tell us a little bit about it. So as we started our markets, we only had our children's markets once a month, and we were mainly focusing on different artisans, adult artisans. And as we continued to grow, the only thing that really... Yep. choked us up was our children's markets mm -hmm. like we looked forward to our children's markets it wasn't uh i don't want to we were just it was the way we wanted to go there was so much love and the joy in seeing these kids grow that we decided we were going to do away with our regular markets and we're going to focus a hundred percent on yeah, the yeah. sta youth entrepreneurs okay. <laughs> Um, so how can people get in touch with you if they want to partner with you and uh, invest in you and invest in these children through you? Uh, how can people find you on social media, websites? Give us all that good Great stuff. Great question. Um, mm -hmm. Right now, we, of course, are on social media. We're in the process of switching over to our um, nonprofit, which is called Biz, B-I-Z, Kids, KIDZ Foundation. However, right now we're still under our um, original market name, which is STA, which stands for St. Augustine, mm -hmm. STA City Market. Um, but we will be um, switching over. So you can find us at STA City Market on Facebook. You can also find us on Instagram. And we do have a website. It's um, stacitymarket.com. And if you have any questions or um, would like to contact us, you can contact either Kendra or myself at info at stacitymarket.com. Great, great. So I think we're ready to meet the kids. I'm super excited. Let's meet I can't the kids. wait. So we're going to put Best our, part. we're going to put our podcast on pause just for a quick second to switch microphones and wipe everything down. And then we will get the kids on and we will get to hear from their mouths what it's all about for them. Stay tuned. So we're back with Zoe and Kingsley, and they are the Epoxy Sisters from the Biz Kids Foundation. So girls, can you tell us a little bit about your market? Um, well, we do it so that way kids can have um, 
an experience to see what it's like to own a business. Yes, and you're getting that experience all the time in a beautiful way. So tell us a little bit about what your business actually does. What do you, what do you make? What do you sell? Um, well, we make coasters and like cutting boards in Florida's. And something special about them is that they actually, the beach ones, um, they actually have Florida sand. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so you make big things and small things too, or? Yes. Okay. And what do you mean when you said we make Florida? Is that when you have somebody cut out wood or something in the shape of Florida? My grandfather actually cuts them out. Mm -hmm. And then we take them home and we have to heat up the epoxy and then we put the epoxy on it. Okay. So Kingsley, what is it like working with epoxy? Um, well, epoxy is actually very sticky, so it's kind of... Sticky. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> and can can things go wrong when you're working with something like that? Um, yes, actually. Um, if you don't put in enough... Um, epoxy. Yeah, like... What and is it? You can help out. Epoxy hardener. Oh, the hardener. Um, yeah, it it won't dry and it'll get really sticky and it's really hard to wash out of the molds that you put them in. Okay. Have you ever made an absolute mess of your house? No. Your mom is nodding her head. <laughs> yes, it does happen. Sometimes. Yeah. Epoxy isn't something that people normally work with. How did you girls actually get involved in epoxy in the first place? Um, my mom met a girl named Chandel and she wanted, and she has a business where she does people's countertops and stuff. And so we thought that it was really cool and we liked how it put a smile on people's face when they looked at it. So we thought it would be cool if she taught us how to make some with our mom and then if we decide, and then we decided to sell it. That's awesome. So has anyone any like ever inspired you along the way? Uh well, my mom. Yes, in what way did your mom inspire you? She um so she used to own a boutique when we were little. So we continued making those hair bows and then when I basically just said it, then she met Chandel. We thought that it was really cool. Okay. So um what advice would you give to a person starting out in business? Do you have any idea of what you would suggest to them to do? Um, I'd probably say when people are coming up, like keep eye contact and kind of like my mom said, keep the conversation on. Mm -hmm. That's a great, great advice. And you're also very inspired by your grandfather. Is that true? Yes. Tell us what he makes. He, um, most of his time he's outside and he's making things out of wood, like wood carvings and things. He makes like states and um, he actually, recently he's been making birdhouses and um, American flags. So you girls are very lucky growing up in a crafty family, right? Yeah. That's great. You're very blessed to have uh, a mom who's feeding into you as young businesswomen and Sean... What's her name? Chantal? Chandel. Chandel, who uh, makes the epoxy countertops. Um, you have a lot of great role models in your life, and I hope you appreciate that. You're very blessed. 
So is there anything else you'd like to tell us about your business that we don't know? Where can, we, so. where can we find you if we wanted to buy from you? Um, Eddie Vickers Park, but we also have um, a room at the Coconut Barrel. Um, and it has the kids, a lot of the kids there who work markets. Some of their stuff is in there. And, and if we're, since we're not always there to like talk to our customers, when they go in there, there's a photo above um, like a couple of sentences mm -hmm. about ourselves, like our name, our age, what we make, and That's what wonderful. we sell. So it must feel really good for you to be uh, in a store already. Uh, yes. yes. Yeah. That's wonderful. Well, we wish you all the best of luck uh, having seen your products. And actually, I own a letter M keychain that I bought last week and uh, bought a couple of hair bows. And uh, for those of you who know me, I do not have any hair, but I bought them anyway as gifts. <laughs> but uh, they're absolutely beautiful and you make everything yourself and so friendly and uh, always smiling at customers when they come over to you is a wonderful thing. So we wish you all the best in your uh, epoxy and craft business and we'd like to thank you for being on the show today thank you thank you we're here with nicole and malaya and nicole actually has a business called crochet critters and malaya is a head baker but i have to ask you do you bake heads or you're just the lead baker <laughs> I'm just a lead. Okay, good. I, I just had to clarify that for our audience out there. We're a family-friendly podcast show. Um, so let's find out about these two young ladies. So, um, just like I asked the other girls, was there anyone who helped you along the way? Um, along the way, I'm thinking about that. I think um, my brother had a preschool teacher, and I know this kind of sounds weird, but she is the person who inspired me to start crocheting. And I asked her if she could help me make a coaster because I thought what she was doing was really cool. And so she taught me how to make a coaster and I kind of just taught myself everything else along the way. So I'm here making stuffed animals and hacky sacks apparently. I just Ooh, started. hacky sacks, really? Yeah, I just That's started awesome. making hacky sacks. What do you put inside a hacky sack? Um, well, the first time I tried to make a hacky sack, I tried rice, but that did not work and everything spilled out. So after that, I kind of dug through the pantry and I found a bunch of black beans and I've been using that ever since. Wow. Were you always the kind of kid that, I only met you once and uh, it wasn't through your business, it was from your phenomenal voice. This girl has a voice like you would not believe. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Oof, the two of you need to form a girl band. <laughs> Talent in the house. So um, what are you were you always the type of kid that just would look around the house and like make things or like imagine you know or did this just start later on for you well i remember one thing when i was super little um you know how you find on those science things there's that thing and you put it's glass and you mm -hmm. put stuff in it or yes. germs or something mm -hmm. well i had got one of those and i went around the house collecting things and like there are just parts of dust bunnies or paper clips or whatever and i showed them to my mom and then a few years later when I was five, I remember when I walked through stores, I see stuff for like nine ninety nine and like nine and ninety nine ninety nine. Mm -hmm. I I like nines back then. Nine is probably my favorite <laughs> number. Okay. And so I had mom had got me a little kid's sewing machine and I started making little purses out of them. 
and we had we lived up in Pinehurst, North Carolina at that time. Okay. And so we went there. There were concerts held there, like just little concerts. And so I went around, and I made little price tags. I had just learned how to do my numbers, and I was really excited about that. And so I wrote down nine ninety nine dollar <laughs> and nine dollar and nine dollars. And then I one time I wrote three hundred dollars and ninety nine cents. And I oh. ran around selling it to random people, my purses. And I'm like, hi, would you like to buy this for a hundred dollars? And she's like, I'll give you five. And I ran back to my mom I'm like, yay, mom, I got five dollars. Which is actually a really good business skill because if you said, would you like to buy for a dollar, you might have only made 20 cents. So start high and you still made something well. So yeah, good definitely. for you. Good for you. You must have been a lot of fun to raise a little kid. And how about you? Why baking? Um, I sort of just always had a passion for baking. It was really fun. Was there anybody that was a role model for you in the kitchen? Mm -hmm. Who was that? It was my grandma, and we called her Grandma Cakes because she always liked baking cakes for us on our birthdays and for other people. It's nice. It's really fun. So how does it feel for you when you're in the kitchen baking? Um, like I'm about to do the dishes. You what? Like I'm about to help do the dishes oh. and everything. Well, what does it feel like inside emotionally? <laughs> it, um, it's just like a really fun experience to have to do that and to have a business and earn money off of doing what I like. Okay. And how old are you guys? Do you want to go or do? Either way. So I'm 12. Um, I'm 10, about to turn 11 next month. So Congratulations. Wow. <laughs> it's amazing that you're able to do what you do. They, the two of them, ladies and gentlemen, and boys and girls who are listening, they sat down and they pulled out their business cards and gave one, them to Amelia and myself. And uh, <laughs> very professional young ladies. So... What's your advice for kids out there who might be thinking of setting up a business, but they might be either um, unsure of themselves or unsure of uh, the process or what could go wrong? What, what's your best advice to them? Honestly, um, um, I have some advice. Let me dig around there. I'm kind of looking. I think you should definitely put something that you like and put something that you do a lot together. Like for example, if you like dogs, and um, you go on runs every day, mm -hmm. then you could do a dog walking business and you could start that and that could go a long way. Mm -hmm. So That sounds good. Yeah. What about you? Um, just make sure to do something that you really love to do and to don't overprice it because then you'll get discouraged if people don't like purchase your products. Yes. And I think that one of the things that um, Kimberly was talking about before was about how you need to learn how to figure out what your time is worth. Was that Kimberly or Kendra? It was Kimberly. You have to figure out what your time is worth and you have to price yourself according to the effort and the materials that you put in, but also not to overprice and say, well, I put in 25 hours for this painting times $100 an hour and no, not yet. Um, so I think that that's really good advice for uh, young people starting out. One of the things so far that we're hearing that is a common thread is that all of our young entrepreneurs had people in their lives and their family that were encouraging them along the way. And I am a big advocate for uh, parent involvement as well as community involvement in the lives of kids. Show me an amazing kid, I will show you an amazing parent who's backing them in some way. And we're seeing that pattern here in these conversations because it was somebody who was encouraging you along the way whether it was a parent, grandparent, somebody, 
And that's what we need to be doing for each other is just encourage these young people because they are the next generation of business owners and professionals. And if we don't feed into them uh, and support them, then we can't complain if things don't go well for the next generation. So that's my thinking. Uh, what else would you like to tell us? Um, a secret I have, yes. I've only ever used one yarn, making literally everything I made. It's, um, I always get it from Hobby Lobby. I've never gotten it from anywhere else. And it's, I love this yarn, which I do. It's true. So okay. <laughs> that's what I use. All right. That's the only thing I ever and use. And what's your favorite color pattern? I don't really have a favorite color pattern. I mean, I'm not sure I even have a favorite color. I kind of use every single color. I mean, some people are penguins, some people are flamingos. Mm-hmm. So just <laughs> You're use right. all different colors. Okay. One time someone ordered a whale. And you did a whale. So, yes. Okay. And what about with uh, baking? Is there anything you love to bake more than other things? You have a passion, passion food? My favorite thing to bake would have to be cakes because you can do pretty much anything with them. And more um, adaptable than other desserts. Okay. Have you ever done a wedding cake? No, but my babysitter was um, planning on ordering something. Really? Well, I'm getting married on May 8th, so we'll talk. So uh, we'd like to thank you both for being on our show today and being such an inspiration to other young people. And we wish you the very, very best of luck in your baking and crochet business. So thank you so much for being with us today. So we are here with Lene and Ariana, and they are both painters. Yay. Audience applause. Okay. So how old are you guys? I'm 14. Uh, I'm 13. Okay. Okay. So how did you guys get into painting? And Okay, so I've always been into painting and drawing. Just anything creative has really like attracted me to it. And just creating things has always been a passion for me. Um, I liked I liked drawing when I was younger, and I wanted to start painting because I'd like look at other paintings and I'm like, I like that, but this could happen, and so I did it myself. Good for you. That's amazing. What kind of things do you guys like to paint? I do a lot of um, portraits, and recently I've been doing watercolors, which is different for me. And I do a lot of flowers and sort of funky things that I think look different or develop my own style. Um, I like painting things. um, Sometimes it's more abstract, but I like painting multicolored things, just anything with a lot of colors. So how has the STA market helped you to grow as a person? Not necessarily an artist, because you bring the art there, but when you're actually in the market selling, how does it help you to grow? Okay, so it pretty much brings me to reality on where where it is and how people will interpret it and things like that. Because usually I'm off in my own little world, like just creating whatever I do just for the fun of it and how much I love it, but now I can see other people's reactions and what they interpret and they can even buy it and support my business. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about that, Ariana? How has the uh, STA city market helped you to grow as a person? Um, It's helped me grow as a person because like, I'm not very good at talking to people 
and with this I kind of like have to talk to people and I find it's actually kind of comforting to be able to look at another person and just make jokes and stuff mm-hmm. and I've made a few friends by doing this and it's like been awesome yeah it really is and uh that's also great that you were able to share that because for the young people listening they might think to themselves well i'm not going to start a business or do one of these markets because i'm on the shire side but for you to be able to speak about that and to say you know that you know your experiences are not necessarily the same as somebody else's that we have we have members of this market who are from very shy to too outgoing that needs to rein it in a little bit. We have all different types of people, um, but everybody's growing in some way. You know, the Shire people get more outgoing and have practice interacting with people. And then the people who are kind of more on the pushy side, they know that they have to rein, in, rein it in a little bit. So it's, it's great for people to hear that when they're making decisions about whether or not they want to do this too. Um, so how did you guys get started? Like, I know this kind of is like one of the questions I asked, but how did you figure out you wanted to be around people? Okay, so being around people, I've just always liked seeing people's reactions and I like to see people think about what I've done with my work. And I think that's really, um wonderful and just fun so i'm more of in it for the um reactions and people than i am for money Mm -hmm. um i like seeing their i don't i don't know i like seeing their faces because like it's nice to know that something that i make can make other people feel really happy too Mm -hmm. and so it's like being around people and seeing them walk away thinking oh i'm gonna put this somewhere in my house it just makes me really happy and Mm -hmm. it makes me want to be around them more yep do you remember our interaction when i saw (laughs) that green painting of yours that i really liked do you remember what happened i said oh i think that my fiance would love that for our bathroom right and then what happened when she came over Uh, she came over and she looked at it and she's like oh i want that one we i could put it in my bathroom (laughs) So that worked out pretty well. And you had a big smile on your face over that, which was wonderful to see. Uh, I want to get back to a question for you, which is the reaction piece. Yeah, so... So I I have a question about it. Oh, okay. What happens if you don't get the reaction that you want to get from a painting? Let's say you have a painting that you absolutely love. You put it out there. You're so hopeful that it will sell and you want people to enjoy it, of course, and buy it. And what if it doesn't get the reaction that you want? Well, sometimes it can be disappointing, but you have to remember that um, originally you have this sort of feeling that you put into it and you just have to stick with that and just keep doing what you love. And that will help you in the long run to, to to just see people's reactions and things. But it's always has to be for yourself first. That's what you have to remember. And you are how old? Um, 14. 14, okay. Well, she's definitely off to a great start, and so are you, Ariana. Um, do you guys have painters that you are inspired by? If you don't, that's okay, but I'm wondering if you've ever looked at other people's artwork and said, I really like the way they do this, or something. Um, 
I don't have any painters I'm exp- I'm inspired by, um, but there's my kindergarten teacher, and she like she likes music and she tries painting sometimes, and they always turn out really good. And she's just like this ray of sunshine, just like this beam of light to make everyone happy. Beautiful. And so she inspired me to try harder. Oh, that's awesome. That's wonderful. Yeah, I have people I'm inspired by. It's either if I see, like, an idea or their style of, like, the brush style or the color palette. One of them is Frida Kahlo. Mm. That's pretty, um, like, a well-known artist, but I really love her work, and it inspires me every day. Good for you. Wow. I'm very blessed to have you both here on the show. Is there anything else that you want to know, Amelia? I think they answered all my questions. Me too, and I'm just... (laughs) blown away by the conversations that we've had with you today. So I would like to just wrap up today by uh, thanking everybody for being here on the show today to uh, be part of Tell His Stories, Talents and Testimonies. And it was very, very clear today that we are in a room with a lot of amazing young people who all have talents that they've been given and they're excited to go out and share their talents with the people around them and to be able to come in here tonight Uh, after a long day, especially a school day and back from vacation, to take the time to come in and talk about so honestly and so interestingly about their uh, talents that they've been given is just a wonderful thing. So we appreciate that in all of our young entrepreneurs. So ladies and gentlemen and boys and girls, if you're in the St. Augustine area and you're interested in getting involved and becoming a young entrepreneur, Uh, The first thing to do is take the advice of these kids, which is find something that you love to do and figure out a way to do it and then get involved in our group. Find Kimberly and Kendra online uh, on Facebook or Instagram, the uh, STA City Market, uh, soon to be uh, rebranded as the Biz Kids Foundation with their amazing nonprofit. And uh, I'm really excited to see where this organization grows, uh, goes in the future And who knows, one of these young ladies might end up becoming a Fortune 500 uh, business owner or a professional artist or a craftsperson who's known throughout the land. So we're excited to see your journey. So thank you all for being here. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we thank you for listening to uh, another episode of our podcast. And tomorrow when you go out in your day or when you're listening to this today, Have an absolutely amazing and blessed day. It's a glorious day for you. It's the day that God made. So rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you. Have a great one. See you next week.